The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. Live from the WGBB studios in Merritt, New York, this is Sports Talk New York. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to hour number two of Sports Talk New York here on Long Island's WGBB, 95.9 FM and 1240 AM. Gary Harding with you for the next hour, and uh, it's going to be all Isles talk in this second hour of WGBB Sports Talk New York tonight. Um, as uh, you may know, uh, if you listen to the first hour, um, my partner, John Panarese, is not with me tonight. Um, he's got some family issues uh, with his mother. And, again, we wish John all the best and uh, all the prayers go out to him. And uh, you might have heard my story about uh, Lorraine, uh, one of my friends. And uh, anybody who follows the Islanders knows Kimmy, Isles Girl 3. That's her grandmother who's not doing too well. And uh, prayers, again, go to her family as well. But uh, to bring on my... My guest host for the uh, the second hour just got back from uh, tanning himself down in FLA. The uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the uh, the man who runs Isles Talk, and uh, one of my one of my good friends in the world, Paul Kreischer. Paul, glad to have you back uh, home in the Northeast. Hope you had a great vacation. Thank you, Gary. Uh, glad to be back. And uh, excellent segment that first half hour on both John's family and uh, Lorraine's family. Thanks. I appreciate Boston it. prayers go out to both families. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a tough time, uh, you know. But again, you know, life goes on, and you gotta continue and do the things you need to do. And uh, here we are. You know, we haven't been on the air in three. I haven't been on the air here in three months. It was July when we were on last. So there's been wow. a, there's been a lot to talk about, man. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I do want to talk. You're actually turning sixty. No, 58. Did I hear that right? 58. Five, oh, 58, 59, 60, it's all the same. Okay, so you are turning 60. Okay, just checking. Oh, oh you will get a phone call on the way home, pal. Oh, I know. I will. <laughs> well, look, it's so damn depressing, and, you know, this, this whole first half hour, i got to change the mood here. No, no, we're so, good. We're and good. that's one we're way good. to do it. We're good. I had a, you uh, know what, this was, this was a, a vehicle that I was able to let it out. And, yeah, and you should. Yeah, and I and I did, and it was fine, and I'm good now, and you know uh, I can razz on you. I'm here to make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to make it worse. Oh, <laughs> uh, so what are we going to talk about tonight? I mean, I I know we're going to go aisles here, but I have no idea what you're going to ask well, me. So we'll just, go for we'll it. Just go with a little bit of everything. You know, we'll spend a little time <laughs> talking. About, spend a little time talking about the first few games. Um, you know, maybe preview tonight. Um, obviously, after that, we've got one game in ten days, which will be great for the, uh, you know, for the guys to remember what their home beds are like, and you know, get some practice time in and work on the things that they need to work on. Um, you know, there's obviously, you know, news on the AHL front. Um, I think Peter mentioned, yep. uh, you know, the emergence of Mr. Golashev and. Uh, you know, there's some good things to talk about in Bridgeport. You know, you thought, you know, that the first two games was going to be, oh, here we go again. But, you know, it's a completely different team. And I, I think, uh, things are going to be a lot different this year for Bridgeport in the past. And there's some, there's some news on the, uh, you know, on the, uh, on the junior front, on the college front. And, you know, we've got the whole hour to do it, man. 
So we could just all right, let's do it. Just dive in slowly. I mean, you know, um, you know, right now what we we are we are at game six. We're two two and one. Um, truthfully, my prediction, and and I think I wasn't far off from what Peter was saying. I wanted to get out of those thirteen games with at least seventeen points. To me, the seventeen point mark was my litmus test. If they got there, then I think we were fine. Yeah, am I off? Were you off on that number? Or are you were you close to that when you were I, thinking about it? To be to be honest with you, Gary, I you know thirteen game road trip. I want thirteen points. Okay. If this team can come out five hundred, I mean they just took care of almost twenty percent of their road games, and they finished five hundred. I'm ecstatic with that. Yeah, I mean we know in the past, uh, it, the last couple of years, their their road record has been under five hundred. To be honest, so yeah. Yeah, so starting the season, 13 games on the road, you can end up with 13 points. I'm ecstatic. But, I, you know, and I know a lot of Islander fans right now, they're getting a little, a little upset. I think, you know, their expectations are a little higher, uh, as they should be. But I, I, I think this is going to be a little bit longer of a season for Islander fans because you're not only going the first 13 games on the road, you're playing in a new arena. That this team has not practiced in yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like zero. Nothing. Like they get a tour. That's it. That's about as close as this brand new arena they have. So in many cases, maybe the first three games or so, maybe it does feel like an away game. Granted, you're going to have the Islander fans there. But, you know, you got to get accustomed to the board. Well, you, you, saw, it, you, to the you ice. saw it in Seattle last night. You know, I mean, they came out. You know, they they the first period was good. They got that goal late. You know, Vancouver tied it. You know, uh, Seattle took the lead, and then Vancouver just jumped on them. I mean, you know, it's going. Those things are going to happen. You know, I mean, you know, it, it is part of I it. I wholeheartedly agree. And, no, I wholeheartedly agree. But you know, this organization, and I I, I assume they're going to do the same thing that they did even at the Coliseum. I truthfully believe that. You know, pregame skates are not going to be at UBS. They're going to be at Northwell, and they're going to do the same thing that they've done. They're going to keep themselves internal and just come for game day, I really think, unless, you know, something changes, you know, their minds or whatever. But, you know, especially in the beginning, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. I hope not. I I hope not. But I, I, I think Islander fans just need to keep that under their hat. It's a brand new arena. They haven't even skated there yet. I mean, at least Seattle had a preseason there. You know, no, they didn't. You know, the Islanders. No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't. No, they did not. Oh, they, that's played, right. they, they played in Tacoma. They played in Tacoma and uh, and the other uh, arena where the Thunderbirds play. That's right. I stand corrected. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is going to be very similar to Seattle. So you know, again, they play to their system. They should be okay no matter where they play. So. um yeah, I really, Gary, I'm not really looking at the standings uh, for the Islanders, probably for like the first 20 games. If they've got 20 points or more, you know, flirting with, not really flirting with 500, if they can do a little bit better than, you know, 22, 24 points in 20 games, I'm ecstatic. You know, I'm definitely a second half of the season type fan this year. And, uh, you know, I just, I just want the Islanders to be healthy because you and I have been saying this now for, and this is, go, this is going on our third year, Stanley Cup contenders. Yep. They are Stanley Cup contenders. 
I don't care where they finish. I really don't. I, 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 I understand a lot of fans want first place or home ice advantage. I get that. And they should be able to do that. But for me, I want them all healthy. Get them in advance. I want them all healthy. I want them ready for the playoffs. And then I, that's when I want the Islanders to just absolutely manhandle everybody else. But, you know, for now, let them all get acclimated, literally and figuratively, and let's see what the second half brings us. But, you know, enjoy the games right now. Don't put a lot of expectations on the team. Just let them work out the kinks. Let them do their bonding moments now. You know, it's a 13-game road trip. Let them come home, see their families, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, I was talking with um, with Gil Martin from the Locked On Islanders podcast last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to see if he could come on tonight, um, but unfortunately he couldn't. But, um, you know, he said the one thing that he never thought he would say about an about a Barry Trotz coached Islander team, the word he never thought he'd use was sloppy. And I think there are times where they look just fine, but even when they played bad or where they had bad games, you never heard the word sloppy mentioned. And Butch has mentioned it on the broadcast a bunch of times. And that's that's the only thing about this trip that's scaring me. Is that you know, they there are there are moments where, you know, they're playing in their system, they're doing the right things. You know, granted granted nobody except people on NHL twenty two you know, successfully completes 90% of their passes. We get that. You know, in the NHL, it's 50 to 60. So, you know, we understand, you know, I understand that. Most hockey fans understand that. But, you know, come on, guys. You know, the, the, some of the, uh, some of the plays that have led to unbelievable goal chances, especially the first two games, it hasn't happened as much. Maybe it's the the opponents or what have you, but, you know, you just never expected the term sloppy to be, said in a Barry Trotz coach team and that's that's the only part right now that that doesn't give me willies but it it does make me question a, a little bit uh no i i would i i would agree and I, I and i understand where you know fans and media are coming from on that and it, it's very unusual but I'll, I'll take it a step further here the islanders are favored to win the stanley cup other teams are now motivated to beat this team. True. Um, the book is now out on Ilya Sorokin. The book is out on Matthew Barzell. The book is out on Noah Dobson. These teams have now studied these other players, and they know how to beat the Islanders. Granted, it's, you know, Barry Chutz is going to get them into a rhythm at some point, but I would agree. I think there has been some sloppiness. But I think it's also a point in time where the teams have studied the Islanders. And when you're a team to beat, you know, you're no longer the underdog. They want to beat you. So, you know, the Islanders have to buckle down. They have to stick with what they know. And they have to start beating these teams like they should be. But, again, I think it's because of the circumstances so far this year. You know, it's a rarity in life when you see a team go, what seven games on the road? I I I have m- a, a lot more leniency for this beginning season than any other season at this point. But I do agree, there has been some sloppiness from the players. Um, 
you know, there's no denying that. But I'm going to use the old bowling analogy here for you. Oh, good. Better to be sloppy in the first two frames than in the ninth and tenth. Oh, I like it. I like it. He's he's back bowling in a league again. That's why he's getting all these terms coming out. Oh, this is brilliant. yeah. I'm back in a league, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's I, it, I, it's a long story, but I got suckered back into it. <laughs> but that, that that's it right there. Better nope, to stink in the first right. two frames than the ninth and tenth. Yep, that's exactly right. No, it, the, that's why they, in bowling. That's why they call it the foundation knife. You know, you set your tone. and that's that's part of the Islanders. It's part of their foundation. They're going to screw up. It's going to happen. They get sloppy. They did it last year. They, you know, they did it the year before under Barry Trotz. Does mm-hmm. Barry fix it? Of course he does. You know, the the nice part of it is right now, it's it's happening games four, five, and six, not thirty five, thirty six, or you know, seventy five, seventy six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'd rather see all this all this messiness. Let it happen now. That's um, fine. Yep. Well, okay. So now let's. Let's dig in a little deeper. Let's do a deeper dive on, on some things. Um, sure. You and I um, were on Facebook and Twitter Live or whatever you know that platform is, I forget, because it's been so long since we did it. Um, yep. We were on in July and August, and you, both you and I came out and said, and I'm paraphrasing, but we both thought <laughs> that a certain player – from Boston, from the Boston area, a young kid should not, underline not, make this team. And oh, Oliver Wallstrom. Oliver Wallstrom. We both we both oh, came yeah. out, and we both got heat for it. You know, people oh, say, yeah. "Oh, you're nuts." Yeah, I, I assume you're happy that things have worked out the way they have. Well, we were we were close. Let's not let's not go, you know. We're not jumping off, you know, for treason here. You know, <laughs> Oliver Wallstrom did not have a great camp. No, he didn't. He didn't. He got. And he got. He basically honesty, got. He got an edict from from his coach to basically start yeah. start moving his tail, and he did. Yeah, and if Michael Del Cole actually had a better camp. You know, we, we we may still be having this discussion, but Michael Del Cole didn't have a great camp no, he had a either. Camp. Yeah, he had a horrible camp. Yeah. So you know, it's it's you know, they took the lesser of the two evils. Now, the question, and and again, this is for something for Islander fans to watch. Who are we going to look at this year? Well, you have to take a look at Oliver Wallstrom. You have to take a look at Ilya Sorokin, and you have to take a look at Noah Dobson. You have to take a look at that rookie core. Now, of course, Sorokin is not a rookie, but this is going to be Sorokin's first season where he's going to get to play every NHL team this year, not just eight. Right. You know, and it's not a shortened season. This is a full NHL season. So, for me, Sorokin is still on a watch. But, you know, thank God Oliver Wallstrom's got three goals in, what, six games? Wonderful. Can he do it for a full season? Is he going to pull a Jordan Eberle and after, you know, two more goals, he fizzles out for 20 more games? We don't know yet. And you know, everybody, you know, of course, of course, that was just, just, just commenting on Eberle real quick. Everybody was going absolutely bonkers saying, why do we give up Jordan Eberle? Why do we give up Jordan Eberle? Have you seen his numbers in his first six games? Not that good. No, honestly, I haven't. I think, I think he's got two points. Thing. I think he's got two okay. points in six games. I think he's minus. 
I'm looking it up. I'm actually going to look it up right now. But yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's almost it's, everybody it's like not, that. It's not good. It's it it doesn't look promising. Actually, <laughs> I'm just getting it up right now. Right. Uh, yeah, six yeah, games. But, you know, six games. Right six games. Two points minus six. Ooh. Minus okay, six. Okay, that's rough. That is very yeah, rough. That's rough. So. No, I mean, for, you know, through the first six games, you know, we're traders for having Oliver Walsh being sent down. You know, but let's see what happens, you know, by game 20. If he doesn't score anymore by then, all right. We had a, you know, we made a solid case. I think it's still to, to be determined on Oliver Wallstrom, but definitely one of those younger players to watch and especially Noah Dobson this year. Cause as of right now, Noah Dobson seems to be only playing well when he's playing with Andy Green. Yeah. Yes. I, I... and that's an issue for me. Yeah. I have an issue with that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, I mean, Peter was mentioning, uh, you know, something, you know, stuff or, or actually I heard other things and we, we talked about it in our conversations on the phone. Um, let's talk about the, uh, the six foot nine, uh, 10,000 pound gorilla in the room. Let's, <coughs> let's talk about, let's talk about Zidano. You still Let's feel, do it. You, I know I've talked to you. You feel there's still no problem. No. Convince? No. I, no, there, there is no problem because this right, team is 2 That's what I'm saying. Convince, convince the Islander fan that's on Facebook that wants him to, like, be thrown off the Brooklyn Bridge and convince them as to why there is no problem. Because I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. But go ahead. Yeah, like they're not following Lou and Barry here. They're playing NHL 22 or NHL 21, whatever you were up to here. They're nitpicking. Islander fans are going to get bored when the Islanders are doing nothing but winning here. They're going to have nothing to complain about. We're complaining about a 44-year-old defenseman who has done everything and who has only played six games with the Islanders so far. It's just, and they're all away. Give him the time to adjust. The team will adjust. Parisi will get his goals. Chara will get into it. He'll mentor Dobson like he's supposed to. They will all get it. I don't care what Chara is doing now. I will care what Chara is doing in the playoffs. That's it. There you go. We're Stanley Cup contenders. It's about the playoffs. I'm not worried about game six. Hell, I'm not even worried about game 15. <laughs> you know me. I don't look at the standings until at least game 15. Right. Well, you said 20, but yeah, yeah. that's true. No, it, you're it, absolutely... It, it's about the team. It's about the team. Concept. It's about the team. Yeah. The team is 2-2-1. Two, two, I've got no problems right now. They're surviving a nasty, nasty road trip. You know? Would I love for them to get a point against Vegas? Of course I would. If they lose to Vegas, I'm not worried about it no, at all. Yeah. And you're playing a Vegas team that right now is is struggling mightily, losing a couple of their star players. Um, yes. You know, and I love Robin Leonard, just not tonight. Yeah, exactly. That's what we. Were I love Robin Leonard, just not tonight. Sorry, Kimmy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. So, so. Yep. Again, we, 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 we do, you know, and again, most times Paul and I do agree. You know, there's not very times we have, uh, 
we have disagreements on stuff. So it's it's you know it's boring that we are alike in that sense. But you know I'm I'm not disappointed. I, I'm I'm I, like I said I have slight concerns on the sloppiness, but that's that's a remedy that's easily fixed. And when you have five <coughs> days a game and then four more days. You can fix that very, very easily. Oh yeah. You know, with the guys sleeping in their own beds and and doing the things that Barry wants them to do. You know. You know they'll, they'll, they'll... And I think we really we really can't take anything away from Carolina. We can't take anything away from Florida. These are these are teams that the Islanders were gonna be challenging anyway this season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the just because the Islanders are only 2-2-1, two, two, and one, count your blessings. It could be a lot worse. Granted, Columbus, we probably could have had a better outcome. But, you know, Columbus is going to be that unknown team all year long. They could be spoilers by the end of the year. Speaking of the division, yes. do you uh, disagree with my thought that the Rangers are scary? The the Rangers remind me of the Flyers. I believe it was two years ago when they hired Elaine Vigneault. When the Flyers hired Elaine Vigneault, I was like, "Oh crap!" Uh, the Rangers kind of did an "Oh crap" with uh, Gallant. That's good defensive first coach, coach of the year. He knows what he's doing, and he's going to get the demand most. the players' respect. And There's no get, question and about it. He's going to get the most out of his team. That's he sure. is going to get the most out of the team. Now, as a hockey fan, I am excited for this, and I, you, and I have been preaching this now for years. We warned everybody: the Rangers are eventually going to get good. The Islanders are good. This is going to be a rivalry that ESPN is going to want to put on the air. I am excited for this as a New York fan. Because let's face it, you have the Giants and the Jets. <clears throat> okay, moving moving on from that. The Knicks and the Nets, they could be good. The Islanders and the Rangers right now are good. Mm-hmm. And New York absolutely needs a rivalry. The NHL needs this rivalry to be renewed. I need the Islanders and Rangers to absolutely hate each other, and this is a year to do it. We don't call them those. This is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, this is what I've been waiting for. New York City, absolutely. All of Long Island. All of New York, this is what's needed right now. The Rangers and the Islanders learning to absolutely hate each other. And it'll start, yes, during the regular season to a degree, but if they can meet up in the playoffs, oh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. I want it. I want the Rangers in the playoffs this year just for the sake of growing the sport of hockey in New York again and growing the sport overall, building up that rivalry. Yeah. I, I want it. I, I do, but my, my insides are saying, oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, of course. 
Yeah, that's that's my only thing. You know, exactly for the sport. Right. Now, as an Islander fan, no, I want the Rangers to miss the playoffs, and I want I want all Ranger fans to be whining and complaining again, like they always do. Of course, they do. <laughs> you know, I love it when they complain. I love it when they moan. I love it when they blame everything else. That that's fine. I don't mind seeing that. But as a hockey fan, yeah, I, I would love to see this this rivalry come back. But okay. we'll see what Galan can do. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, he took a he took a Vegas team and made them cup contenders right away. So that's again, that's what that's yeah. what bothers me. You know, and but yeah, you know, no, I you know I, I I'm glad me, they're doing well. And now. to me, the wild card is Shesterkin. I do not think he's going to play all season like he's playing now. Lights out. But, I don't think so either. No, but if he gets ninety <coughs> percent of it, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be. That's going to make for some great playoff hockey. That's for sure. Yeah, they, you know the question is how quickly will the Rangers wear down? Because the island, the Islanders are going to grind you out all season long. They're not going to get phased by this. No, and you know, granted, your top six, their top six, and I'll say their top four are strong. But if you can get down to lines three and four, and 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 do some damage there, and, and damage their their number five. You know, I, their defensemen are good, but I don't have faith once you get past Truber and Fox. Sure. No, the Rangers are going to be a good team. They're not as deep as the Isles. No. Bottom line, they're not. No. And they're then not. You, and then you get a Pittsburgh team that had no Malkin, no Crosby, no Carter, no Latang, and they made Toronto. They made Toronto fans almost about ready to uh, commit Harry Carey, which I thought was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant, but, you know, the, some were saying their rosaries at night in Pittsburgh. So whatever's working right now, whatever kind of voodoo they're doing, I know it's Halloween, it's that kind, that kind of season, you know, that's not going to last. That's a little hocus-pocus mo- moment right there in Pittsburgh. But glad they could torment Toronto a little bit more, but I, I'm not anticipating Pittsburgh even sticking around for as long as they are. I'm no, I, I get that too. But it, but again, just you know, just because of our relationship with Toronto and and, and certainly Toronto fans, I just love the fact. Oh that yeah, because they 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 basically anointed themselves Stanley Cup champions already. You know, week months ago, and, and this of course and, they and, did. And, this, and they're ranking this loss with like the David Ayers game. You know, and some of those other debacles. You know, they're they're putting it up there sure. as bad as that is, and that's just that's just music to my ears, man. Uh, it's just you're a two billion dollar team, you're a two billion dollar organization, and you can't beat Pittsburgh with not one, not two, what three of their f- top players? Four. Yeah, that's a bad point. Four. Four. Carter yeah. and Latang were out, plus Brian Russ. Right. So Carter, actually, five Carter was out. Five were out. Yeah. Brian Russ, it's what almost a, 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 could be a thirty-goal scorer. So you had five guys of your major offensive output out of the game, and you and you let them score seven goals on you. Yeah, yeah. And I like before we get to break and and uh, to, and take a couple minutes off. I I sure. again, they're not going to be a playoff team, but I like the stories right now of Jersey and Buffalo. Buffalo coming out of nowhere. You know, and doing what they're doing, and and everything seemed to be working. And Jersey too. I really, I really like 
the progression, and I I think you know with the right things and a couple of moves here and there, they're gonna be they're gonna be scary themselves in a year or two. I I am very much looking forward to seeing what New Jersey can do this year. Uh, I'm gonna take a closer look at them towards the end of the season. I will probably watch a few more games uh, after January, but. I would not be surprised if they were a little more active at the trade deadline, even if they're in it. You know, even if they're in it by January and February and they decide to go for it for yep. just a little while, I like that. I yep. like that move out of the Devils. I do. Okay. All right, so, Paul, we're going to keep you on the line. Uh, we're going to take a break and come okay. back, and we're going to talk about the baby aisles. We're going to talk about the uh, the de- development chart and look and see what's going to be uh, going on for the aisles on the rest of this road trip. So uh, come back for WGBB Sports Talk New York. Paul Christ will be back with us. Please stay tuned. We'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to Sports Talk New York. Tune in every Sunday night at 8 p.m. on Long Island's WGBB. Broadcasting on 95.9 FM and 1240 AM. Or listen live online at WGBBradio.com. Stay connected to Sports Talk New York on WGBB by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WGBB Sports Talk. You're listening to Sports Talk New York on Long Island's WGBB. And now, back to the show. Okay, and we are back for the last segment of WGBB Sports Talk New York. Gary Harding and Paul Kreischer from Isles Talk with you. Just had one of those moments. You ever notice, you ever have one of those moments when you're sitting in your, your business chair and everything's going well and all of a sudden, for whatever reason, the chair just goes about eight inches lower, and you're just basically having your chin on the table. I just had one of those moments. I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> I, I know. That's just, Gary, that's too easy for almost everyone listening. I right threw now. a Who softball up there I'm for you. I'm not even. Oh, but let me man, just give it. A, let me just give it a thirty seconds of housekeeping here. We just want to remind everybody: you can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WGBB Sports Talk. You can also visit the website at WGBBSportsTalk.com, where you can listen to all past shows and check out any upcoming show information. And lastly, again, podcasts are available. The first hour of the show will be available tomorrow at five a.m. The second will be on Tuesday at 5 a.m. You can go anywhere you get your, your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, all those other places to check it out. So let me thank you for letting me get those uh, little commercial bits out. But uh, just looking at the schedule. And a quick, go ahead. And hold on. A quick quick update here on the Knicks. They're about to lose. They're losing 106 to 99 with 16 seconds left in the fourth. Ooh, okay, okay. To the Orlando Magic of all teams. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's something. Anyhow, um, just giving an NHL update, uh, Minnesota is no longer among the undefeated. They were defeated by the National Predators tonight, 5-2. to two. And from the looks of things, Chicago is 7 minutes and 10 seconds away from having their their, their fifth loss. They are going to be 0-5-1 as Detroit has a 6-3 to three lead on them right now. Um, I think Tyler Bertuzzi has got four points in this game. And uh, also, uh, the San Jose Sharks today were also taken away from the undefeated, and that was a very surprising start for them. Uh, but they were beaten by the Boston Bruins four to three. 
and Boston looks like Boston. But right now, you've got three undefeated teams in the NHL, the St. Louis Blues at 4-0, and the Edmonton Oilers at 5-0, and and the Florida Panthers at 5-0. and And I am going down to see them in a couple of weeks, take on the Isles, and I'm looking forward to seeing them live. They are a dynamite team right now, and everything is rolling the right way. Yeah, I think if there's going to be one team that's going to be able to remain undefeated out of those three, I think it's going to be Florida. They yeah. got that whole package going right now. They remind me of the Islanders. They they're they're very deep. They've got everything going. They've got the coaching. Um, yeah, I like everything out of Florida coming you yeah, know the, right now. The best mustache in hockey. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, Again, let's um, let's 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 dive in because again, for people that don't know Paul and you've been listening to the show for years, you should. Um, Paul's expertise and specialty is really looking at the the uh, the minor leagues and looking at the talent, whether it's at the junior level, at the college level. Um, Paul does a lot of comprehensive work when he gets down to draft time and and looking at these players and you know being being again that you you know are in Pennsylvania, you're in minor league hockey country, you get a you get a lot of yes. that exposure as well. And, and you know, that's not uh taking away from anything. But uh and looking at the Bridgeport Islanders, we know the situation. We know that last year was a complete aberration of what's going on. But from the looks of things right now, um this is a much deeper team than I think Bridgeport has put out and I would say at least five or six years. And um, there are some names that are starting to stick out right now that you and I have been talking about for years. You know, if what would happen if they would eventually come to North America? Of course, Ilya Sorokin was in that same conversation. But uh, tell 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 the people that don't know a little bit about Anatoly Goloshev. Anatoly Goloshev has three goals in four games, and he. Just reminds me of Anthony Bovillier, an older version of Anthony Bovillier. Uh, he scraps along the boards better than Anthony, in my opinion. He does give a hit. He knows how to take a hit. Um, he's got the AHL size. I don't know if his size would last long in the NHL, but he's also a very speedy winger. He reminds me of, and I'll say it again, John Tavares in terms of... Um, Getting to the net and getting a lot of those garbage goals in. I think he's better at it than Anders Lee. Um, he's great at the wraparounds and just finding the puck or the puck finding him around the net and he can get those goals in as well. Uh, but if there's one Islander he really reminds me of, it's an older version to Anthony Bovillier. Okay. That's, that's, that's a nice, that's a nice compliment, I think, you know, um, yeah. But he's what, he's 25, I think. A 25 or soon to be turning 26. Right. So, you know, if, if even if he decides somehow he can make it up here and, and, and play, he wouldn't be eligible for the rookie of the year anyway. But, um. No, no. And, and, and for fans, if he does come up, he's going to play a middle six role at best. Right. Right. You're not expecting anything. <clears throat> um, one of the right. nicer surprises, and again, people have been, if people have been following the development of players coming, you know, especially from Europe, uh, Robin Sallow has finally got his first taste of North American hockey, and he's responded really, really well. 
Yeah, Robin Salo is just playing a very good all-round game right now. Again, I, I I do want to emphasize it's you know it's been about four to six games for all these guys. They're not going to get in every game. I'm gonna hope Robin plays as many games as possible. But you know, Coach Thompson's got to you know let some of these kids play and develop as well. And it's one of those situations where you know Robin Salo is an older twenty-year-old. He's an overager for uh, you know the American Hockey League. So. You know, he, it's a development league. The kids have got to get in some playing time, but Robin Sallow's making the most of his time playing very well. And I still think there is a possibility down the road, maybe even sooner, of a pairing of Robin Sallow and Noah Dobson. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that at yep. some point. Probably not this year, but I would bet next year I could see Robin Sallow replacing Andy Green. Yeah, because he's, he's similar stature, too. I mean, obviously, left-hand shot, six foot, 185. So he's, he is, he's, I, I basically could call him Andy Green with hair. You could. Yeah. You absolutely could. Yeah. And I think he has a better shot than Andy Green. Yeah, he does. He, he, he definitely has a good, uh, <coughs> a good slapper. But again, you, you see, when you look at the, when you look at the, uh, the players, it is definitely a, um, an older team. I mean, you got a guy, but you got a guy. Yeah, Chris they're Terry. not the baby Islanders. That's no right. Yeah, they're not the baby Islanders, Gary. That's a great point. But the nice thing is, they are Islanders. Most of these kids have been drafted by the Islanders. This is something I have been waiting for now for probably decades because I'm even old at this point. <laughs> you know, you, you know. Granted, some of these Islanders are overagers. You know, they're 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 veterans. But they were drafted by the Islanders. They're still playing in the system. They're letting these kids who are, you know, drafted after them playing with them. It's one big unit, one big family of Islanders, even down in Bridgeport. Right. And it, I, I'm really hoping it's gonna, you know, prove some, you know, you know, show some dividends, you know, in the future. And I know Chris Terry is a AHL all-star as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. He's been an AHL mainstay for years. He's lining it up with Bridgeport. I hope they get to keep him soon, uh, you know, at least for another year or two. But, uh, you know, now the, the, the good part is, you know, with the Simon Holmstroms and everybody else, there's no pressure on them. No, they could just go there's out none. and play their there's game. There's no pressure. Yep. Yeah. The pressure's on Anatoly Golishev. The pressure's on Michael Dalcole. The pressure's on, um, you know, all those older guys, you know, Lee Jenkins, let him play. Reese Newkirk, just let him play. Right, exactly. Simon Holstrom, let him play. You know, there, there, there's no pressure whatsoever on these younger kids who were lower rounds. All they have to do is learn the system now. And that's what I've been looking for for years right. with this Bridgeport team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I like. But I, I do have to add, I do have to add the biggest surprise, early surprise right now is, um, Garrick, the goaltender. Mm-hmm. Very good numbers early on so far. He looks like his game has finally come to what I was hoping for, and I the only thing I'm hoping to see out of him is the consistency. Can he do this for a full season? Right. I mean, if he can do it for a full season, we no longer need Corey Schneider as a third 
you know, as a third goal. Right, and and I Applebee's done Applebee's done third. Right, and Applebee's done nicely as well. I mean, you know, if you look at their numbers, I mean, they're they're both uh, they're both goals against averages are one point nine two. You know, together. Yep. So they, you know, so you see, you know, and if, without having to look at it, they're playing the Islander system. They're playing yes. it to a T. And that's what you want when you have guys in the development league. You want to make sure that you're not playing type A and then they come up to the NHL and they're playing type B. Then guys are just not going to fit. They're not going to mesh. And that's been a problem with the development of Islanders in the past is that they, they, even though you had good coaching, you had you got guys doing different things, and they come up here and they'd be like, you know, you know, dust and that's the reason why we've had so many late bloomers as well. It mm-hmm. takes some time to learn the system, but now both the Islanders and Bridgeport, they're all playing the same system together, and there's enough veteran presence this year. Drafted veteran presence on this Bridgeport Islander team that they can carry the load and let the kids watch and learn and play. Mm-hmm. And th- that's going to be another form of development that Islander fans have not witnessed in a very long time. And I'm excited for it. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. That's for sure. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, and especially for people that, you know, can't get to a game at UBS because the prices are so high or they can't get tickets. Hey, go out and see the Baby Isles. You know, I mean, it, it's a good product. It's a cheap product. You know, you can get tickets for a good price. And uh, I heard the arena is really nice. Yes, yeah, they did a nice job uh, fixing it up. Yeah, it's 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 definitely got a nice facelift to it. You know, and it was well needed. You know, I'm I'm still not a big fan on the logo, but you know, if that's the worst thing, eh, I could deal with it. Yeah, win games. As long as they keep winning, win games, that's fine. Win games, develop talent, do what you have to do down there, and everything will will fall into into pieces. And that's that's again, we've we've said this time and time and time again. Islander fans are not used to this kind of talk, this kind of um, statements about their team. They're used to, right. you know, the the dark cloud hanging over them. They're used to, you know, waiting for the waiting for the shoe to drop, waiting for the bomb to go off. But they're not at that point this year. Barry Melrose picked this team to win the freaking Stanley Cup. That says a lot, because Barry Melrose yeah. just ripped the Islanders at every turn. For Barry Melrose to come out and say yeah. these guys are going to win. I, I, I mean, I thought Islander fans were in mid-season form when they all started yelling at Barry Trotz for putting Josh Bailey on the first line, and what happens? Josh Bailey gets the goal. I mean, come on. Well, they took it, take it away, but yes, you're right. Yes. Stop arguing with what Barry Trotz does. Stop arguing with what Lou does. Give it time. You're winning. You're not out of the playoff hunt. No one's out of the playoff hunt yet. Yeah, don't we have about 76 games to worry about? Yeah. No, 76 games. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, there's plenty yeah. of time. And it, 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 it's going to be a new mindset. If you know your Stanley Cup contenders, why do you want to win at game two? You know, why do you want to win six in a row in game six just to get into the playoffs? Okay, what happens if you lose in the first round? You don't want that. 
You want your team healthy and ready to go. And it's not just the Islanders. You want your Bridgeport team ready for the NHL playoffs as well. Because we had said this before, even with Oliver Wallstrom. Our main case was with Oliver Wallstrom was get him ready for the playoffs. Get as many games as you can down in Bridgeport. Get your consistency because you're probably coming up for the NHL playoffs anyway. Yep. And that's your chance. And here really we shine. are. And that's your chance to really shine. Although I'm not disappointed with him. He's played well. I'm very happy. Um, there's sometimes where he's been a little bit, I won't say lost, but maybe a half a step behind. But that's typical for a 21 year old kid. But, you know, I mean, yeah. the shot is, I mean, you know, his his snipe is legendary. I mean, it's going to be legendary. It's 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 ridiculous. And I, <coughs> I absolutely love it. But, you know, people are just, you can't put those lofty goals on a kid like that. You know, expect no. him to make it. You know, anything he gets above what a, a typical expectation of a rookie is, not a rookie of the year. Not a Matt Barzal Rookie of the Year number. You only hope for him to get to a point where he's comfortable. And if you get more than that, then that's a plus. But don't, 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 don't sit, don't start going nuts if he doesn't have, if he's not on ninety point pace in thirty games. Because that's that's right. That's the typical, typical face of an average Islander fan. Is they think too far. Right. They think too far ahead. They think too far up. And right. Let it be gradual. Right. Yeah. See, sometimes I yeah. know what I'm talking about, Paul. Sometimes I'm not going to give you all the time now, because there there are times when you are really way off. But we'll keep that between us for now. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, but no, no, I agree. I mean, Oliver Walsham, he's on the third line. How many goals did you really expect out of him for a full season? Maybe 15. Yeah. Lofty 20. But you want to see it on a consistent level. Right. Exactly. You don't want eight goals in 14 games and then, you know, 12 goals in 60. You want, no. You want to build it up piece by piece. Yeah. Zach Parisi. You know he's going to get the goals in at some point. But, you know, you're also looking for for goals out of J.G. Pajot. It's the whole team mentality. Right now, I'm ecstatic how Clutterbuck's already got his goal. One, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Scott Mayfield already has his one goal for the year. Wonderful. Let's see how many more he can rack up. Right. You know. Right. The only thing, the only thing I really look forward to <coughs> when you have a night when there's more than one line generating. You know, last night right. it was the second line generating. You know. The other night or a couple of weeks ago was the, was the third line generating. The other night was the first line generating. You gotta want to have a night where you've got say lines two and three going or one and th- one and three going. That's what that's what you're looking forward to. And I think that and again it'll come. I'm not worrying about it on the trip. And, you know if they get with it, you know as we said in the beginning, get what you can get done. Get 500. You're saying 13. I'm saying 17 because you get a couple overtime games in there just get yourself at 500 at that point and you know just look forward to the new building an experience they will never forget yeah let's talk about ubs arena for a minute here that's going to be an experience for everyone i said this to gary i i i had to go to um 
Long Island over the summer for a uh, friend's mother's funeral. And I, it was my first trip to UBS Arena, and I just drove around it, and as I came around, I didn't get the tour. I didn't need the tour. I was almost afraid to take the tour. I'm literally looking at UBS Arena, and I'm like, oh, honey, you look expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, you're beautiful, but, my God, are you high maintenance? You're expensive. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> Well, like I, the inside of that of that arena is going to be gorgeous, and the outside wasn't even really done yet. Yeah. They were just starting to put up the UBS sign and the lighthouses, you know, around the corners and whatnot. That you know, that outside construction wasn't even finished yet, and I thought it was gorgeous back then. You know, that finished product well, that Islander fans are finally going to witness. I am so happy for. Well, I took you, know, um, you guys have. You know, just saying. I took uh, I took the tour last last Saturday, and um, it was just you know. And I went in March, so it was pretty much a shell at that point. But you know, looking down at all the seats, you know, the the only seats they haven't put in yet are the first five rows. You know, those special right. seats that they're going to have that little club where you know the team's going to walk uh, in the glass in between them. You know, that that kind of thing. You know, there's amenities I'm never going to see. There's no way, unless I get lucky and somebody invites me, there's no way on God's green earth I'm going to see half that stuff. And you know what? That's okay. As long yeah. as, long as, and again, I know as stewards of the franchise, I know John will do this or make sure this is done. Yes. Do they want their corporate money and they want to make their money back? Of course they do. They wouldn't be business people if they didn't. But... I really think that they're still going to work it out so that average Joes like us can be able to go to the games, be a part of the experience, and be able to enjoy every second of it. And I still think it is. Um, Claire and I, actually, yeah. we actually got the chance to go. When we, we were on the upper part of the tour, we actually got to go sit in our seats. And I was like, "How'd that feel?" Oh. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You know, when you go to places like like uh, PPG in Pittsburgh, or you go to you know uh, yes. whatever it is in Philadelphia, whatever name they shoot using this year, um, the upper, the lower deck seats are clush. They're beautiful. They're comfortable, and the upper deck seats are crap. Not this okay. time. No, the seats are nice. Ooh. The seats are nice. They're comfortable. They're wider. You know, because if you know, you know from the Coliseum and you know where we sat, you know, I'm like, yes. my elbows were like, you know, tucked in, you know, because I didn't want to, if I, if I pushed out, I was going to punch Claire. You know, that's how tight you were right. in those seats. This, we were comfortable. You know, yes, you are further out, you know, from, from the, from the rink. You're not on top of the rink like you were at Nassau. But right. again, the thing that they're going to stress so much and it has to be is that 93 foot roof. As opposed to oh, the 145 foot roof at PPG, the 150 yeah. foot roof in Philadelphia, that sound is going to carry. When we when the no. Islanders score a goal, it's going to be insane loud. Yes, and that's and that's, that, and that's, that's the that's advantage. That's the advantage that the Islanders will still have, as opposed to other teams, because they have that loudness of the building. 
you know, that that point that, you know, as an opposing player, you're going to come into that building and you're not going to hear yourself think. You're not going to hear your – if they're doing well, you're not going to hear your coach because you're right. going to have problems. You're going to have to use hand signals because that building is going to jump for joy. And that's what I still see. Um, the amenities, the, the you know, the, the fact that, you know, you could see where all the stands are going to be and where – you know, uh, I saw where Blue Line Deli's going to be, like center ice on the lower concourse. He's got primo real yep. estate. Oh, my God. Donnie, you're the man. Um, you know, the team store is going to be ridiculously huge. It's going to be crazy. The uh, the perch where um, where Shannon is going to do her, um, her pregame show is right where yep. you come up the steps in the main entrance. If you walk up the main steps, you look to the left. There's going to be a big, huge perch where Shannon and AJ are going to be. That's going to be so cool. There's going to be so many cool things. Um, I will tell you one thing. Did you see any of the, the clips from the game in Seattle yesterday? No. You know what they got there? They don't have one score. What do they got? They've got two. There's nothing over center ice. So it's almost like Barkley Center. There's no scoreboard over center ice. But there's one in one corner, and there's one in another corner. Big. Two scoreboards. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's – they did – Lewicki did a great job in Seattle, and I'm, and I'm sure when everything is done, everybody's going to say what kind of a job he did here. But, um, you know, this is – you're not going to have to worry about a bathroom. You're not going to have to worry about lines. No, I didn't think so. No. Oh, my God, no. They're all over the place. They're all over the place. There's elevators at every corner. Um, of course, you have the big grand escalator that goes up. But, you know, there's going to be tons of elevators. You're going to be, you know, so people with handicap issues. The only problem that they're going to have right now, and I, it's going to be an issue, and it's going to be an issue for a while, is parking. The garage, the season ticket holder garage is not going to be done. But they mm-hmm. have parking in the back. I think the first few games, that's going to be the big challenge, is getting people in the doors. Okay. But to the Saturday home opener, I'll get there at noon. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I got to be there early. Well, let me, let, me, let me ask you something. Right, we got about three you minutes know, left. So. Do you have a problem with the banners already being up at UBS Arena? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Because I might be the minority here. I actually have a little bit of a gripe with that because – you know, that would have been special to have at least, you know, invite the 14 or 15 players oh, they're gonna, they're from gonna the Stanley there. Cup they'll era. Be, they'll be there. You know they'll be there. That's oh, they better be there. Well, you know what? Unveil the four Stanley Cup championship banners. You know, have them all here, kind of like moving from Nassau to UBS. That's I just my, that. no, you know, not that. do something like Montreal did, but, you know, I get, it's I, still the greatest. Yes, the, the greatest dynasty it, in, in, in sports. Of all time. Yes, I agree. No, that's true. you got a point. I, I get it, but I, I still don't have a problem. Um, you know, okay. Seattle, you know. By the way, you know Seattle retired her number already. They retired number 32. Oh, who they retired? Number, th- number 32. For the 32nd team. They retired number 32. Oh, right, 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 yeah, right, right. Cool. So, look, Paul, we got about a minute left. we got to get off the air. Tell us how we can reach you. Okay. Go. Uh, you can still follow me on Twitter at uh, P underscore Kreischer. 
follow us on follow IELTS Talk on Facebook and Twitter as well, and also on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel and like all the videos. We will be back sometime in November. I believe I'm getting a set schedule. It's looking like we might have to do a Sunday night uh, in order to get the shows going. But, uh, yeah, we will be back sometime in November, probably, you know, before the Isles get to UBS Arena, and we'll go through all that kind of fun like we always do. Yep, yeah. And, of course, I'll definitely do it, you know, on nights that I won't be here, which is the 28th <laughs> is our next show. So um, I won't be there that night. But, yeah, definitely um, we will uh, get together. Listen, Paul, appreciate the hour with me. Um, we will definitely talk. I actually, I'll talk to you in about 10 minutes when I get in the car. And, uh, have Thank a great you, night. Friend. All right. Happy anniversary, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yep. Bye. All right. So, again, thanks to Peter Schwartz of CBS Sports Radio and Paul Kreischer of Isles Talk. Thank you to Brian Graves behind the glass. Uh, I didn't get coffee either, but that's okay. Um, again, um, if you get a chance at Hockey Blindside, definitely send a tweet to John. And send uh, send some prayers. And um, in the words of my friend, the late great Bill Hayes, keep skiing, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to WGBB Sports Talk New York. Have a great week. expressed in the previous program did not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB.